Volume 2, Chapter 10 of the Autobiography of Madame Kion. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Autobiography of Madame Kion by Jean Kion. Volume 2, Chapter 10 my daughter had the small box they sent for a physician from geneva who gave her over father lacombe then came in to visit and pray with her he gave her his blessing soon after she wonderfully recovered the persecution of the new catholics against me continued and increased yet for all that I did not fail to do them all the good in my power. My daughter's mistress came often to converse with me, but much imperfection appeared in her discourses, though they were on religious subjects. Father Lacombe regulated many things in regard to my daughter, which vexed her mistress so much that her former friendship was turned into coldness she had grace but suffered nature too frequently to prevail i told her my thought on her faults as i was inwardly directed to do but though at that time god enlightened her to see the truth of what i said and she had been more enlightened since yet the return of her coldness toward me insuit upon it the debates between her and my sister grew more tart and violent my daughter who was only six and a half years old by her little dexterities found a way to please them both choosing to do her exercises twice over first with the one then with the other which continued not long for as her mistress generally neglected her, doing things at one time and leaving them at another, she was reduced to learn only what my sister and I taught her. Indeed, the changeableness of my sister was so excessive that, without great grace, it was hard to suit oneself to it. Yet she appeared to me to be surmount herself in many things formerly i could scarce bear her manners but i have since loved everything in god who has given me a very great facility to bear the faults of my neighbor with a readiness to please and oblige every one and such a compassion for their calamities or distresses as i never had before i have no difficulty to use condescension with imperfect persons i should be secretly smitten if i fail therein but with souls of grace i cannot bear this human manner of acting nor suffer long and frequent conversations it is a thing of which few are capable some religious persons say that these conversations are of great service 
I believe it may be true for some, but not for all, for there is a period wherein it hurts, especially when it is of our own choice. The human inclination corrupting everything, the same things which will be profitable when God by His Spirit draws to them become quite otherwise when we of ourselves enter into them. This appears to me so clear that I prefer being a whole day with the worst of persons in obedience to God before being one hour with the best only from my own choice and inclination. The order of divine providence makes the whole rule and conduct of a soul entirely devoted to God. While it faithfully gives itself up thereto, it will do all things right and well, and will have everything it wants without its own care, because God, in whom it confides, makes it every moment do what he requires and furnishes the occasions proper for it god loves what is of his own order and of his own will not according to the idea of the merely rational or even enlightened man for he hides these persons from the eyes of others in order to preserve them in that hidden purity for himself but how comes it that such souls commit any faults? It is because they are not faithful in giving themselves up to the present moment. Often too eagerly bent on something or wanting to be over faithful, they slide into many faults which they can neither foresee nor avoid. Does God then leave souls which confined in him surely not sooner will she work a miracle to hinder them from falling if they were resigned enough to him they may be resigned as to the general will and yet fail as to the present moment being out of the order of god they fall they renew such falls as long as they continue out of that divine order. When they return into it, all goes right and well. Most assuredly, if such souls were faithful enough not to let any of the moments of the order of God slip over, they will not thus fall. This appears to me as clear as the day, as a dislocated bone out of the place in which the economy of divine wisdom had fixed it, gives continual pain till restored to its proper order. So the many troubles in life come from the soul not abiding in its place and not being content with the order of God and what is afforded therein from moment to moment. If men rightly knew this secret, they will all be fully content and satisfied. But, alas, instead of being content with what they have, they are ever wishing 
for what they have not. While the soul which enters into divine light begins to be in paradise. What is it that makes paradise? It is the order of God which renders all the saints infinitely content, though very unequal in glory. From hence comes it that so many poor indigent persons are so contented, and that princes and uh, potentates, who abound to profusion are so rich and unhappy. It is because the man who is not content with what he has will never be without graving desires. He who is the prey of an unsatisfied desire can never be content. All souls have more or less of strong and ardent desires, except those whose will is lost in the will of God. Some have good desires, so as to suffer martyrdom for God. Others thirst for the salvation of their neighbor, and some pant to see God in glory. All this is excellent, but he who rests in the divine will, although he may be exempt from all these desires, is infinitely more content and glorifies God more. It is written concerning Jesus Christ, when he drove out of the temple those who profane it, the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. John 2.17 It was in that moment of the order of God that these words had their effect. How many times had Jesus Christ been in the temple without such a conduct? Does not he occasionally say of himself that his hour was not yet come? End of chapter 10, volume 2